guys, welcome to episode 3 of The Bonnie Project. This week I will be going back to my favourite topic of horror and all things scary. My sister Holly has had some paranormal experiences that she has decided to let me share with you. Unfortunately, she will not be telling them firsthand as she didn't want to appear on the podcast, but I hope you enjoy it. I'm just going to start by saying I don't know why the fuck my mum let us rent horror movies at the video store. I remember every time we would go there, like once a week, I would run straight for the horror section. I would actually get really excited. That's the first thing I go to. And we were only allowed to choose one, but I was fascinated by the covers and everything. And I get so scared some of the time. I have my hand over my eyes when I'm watching movies. Because if I see something, I can't unsee it. And it haunts me at night. Actually, for months, years, I can just get an image randomly and it will pop in my head and it won't go away for ages. So I don't know why I put myself through that, but that's just me. I just can't get them out of my head. I actually asked mum the other night why my sister and me are so obsessed with horror, and she said our dad is a fiend, so that probably explains it. I can't actually remember the first horror I ever watched, but I absolutely love The Strangers and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the 2003 one with Jessica Biel. Now, I know most horror fans love the originals of everything, I can't actually say I'm a huge fan. I just can't get scared of a 1974 leather face running around with a chainsaw. I guess if I saw it when it came out, even though I obviously wasn't born then, then I could appreciate it a little more. But I know, like, if you're a true horror fiend like me, you would have recognised my intro outro music. Um, Does it sound familiar? It's Joanna Newsom's The Sprout and the Bean, which is actually playing basically through the entire movie of The Strangers on the record player. You know, when they're banging on the door and that music just keeps playing over and over. It keeps skipping on the instrumental. That's my intro and outro, and I absolutely love Joanna Newsom. She sounds a little bit like Bjork, I think, who I also really love, but getting off topic again. Um, So I absolutely love... Rob Zombie films. I know some of you think they're tacky or too gruesome or gory or you're like who the fuck is Rob Zombie? He also does music as well but I really like his movies. Um, I just think they're really cool and I love the fact that he uses all the same actors in his movies. His wife Jerry Moon Zombie usually plays a main character and his soundtracks in all the movies he uses like classic rock, hard rock and I just think they're just perfect for those scenes and it's just really cool so I love by him House of a Thousand Corpses The Devil's Rejects which is basically this sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses which I actually preferred again a sequel that I actually liked um it's Death's Up There with one of my faves Lords of Salem which I actually only saw last year but it was quite different it was cool actually I really liked it and I actually watched last night his version of Halloween which is probably one of my all-time favourite movies. There is something about Michael Myers that gives me the shits. It must be that mask of his. It's so serious, and he has those dead eyes and those navy overalls, and it fucking sounds like I've got a thing for the guy, and I don't, so shut up. I'm not into serial killers, guys. Thanks. But I thought Rob Zombie's Halloween was awesome. Now, the original with Jamie Lee Curtis in 1978, I believe, I've seen that. But I just love newer pictures. I'm all about the remakes. And I know people don't like them. But I'm all about the remakes. I can appreciate the old ones though. Obviously they're the originals. And they came up with the original idea. 
Um, I wasn't scared at all when I was watching it, but it was just one of those movies and you finish and you're like, fuck yeah, that was a good movie. Like, I would definitely watch it again. The, um, the Rob Zombie one I'm talking about. Another one I really love is the Amityville Horror. Again, the original, not a fan. But the remake was so bloody scary. I still get nightmares if I see this one face from it. It was the scene in the little boy went to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Actually, it might have been quarter past three, that classic time. And he looks in the mirror and this face is staring back at him. It's this man. I actually close my eyes so much and I can't get him out of my head. And I still see it. And I saw that movie so long ago. I've seen it a few times, but I always close my eyes on that scene. And if I go to the bathroom at night, which I try not to because I get too freaked out, I do not look in the mirror ever. I just get freaked out. And it also doesn't help that when I'm bored at night, I start Googling shit like the pig mask with the red eyes. If you've heard of that um, from the original people that lived there, they said they saw a pig mask with red eyes and it was black and it was looking through the window and that just freaks me out. I... Um, I also watched, talking about sequels, which aren't usually very good, I think I mentioned it in episode one, I saw the Sinister 2 podcast, oh, not podcast, I saw the Sinister 2 movie, and Sinister had Ethan Hawke in it, who I really love, because he doesn't just pick any movie to go in, he actually picks good movies, and he wasn't in the second one because he got, he got killed in the first one, but this one was actually a really good sequel, and I loved it. If you've seen the Insidious movies, there's three chapters. Chapter three got a little bit ridiculous. Two was quite scary, but that's a James Wan, one, one, I don't know how to say his name, um, but that's a James Wan film, and he did The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2. Um, he's done Lights Out, which is coming out here soon. Um, he's done a few in all the Insidious movies, and I just think his movies are good. But they're almost like cheap thrill scares and stuff like that, which I'm not a huge fan of. Mm. But um, so I'll just move on to share my sister's story that she wrote down for me. Stories, I should say. She's had a few. Um, so we used to live in this childhood home for like 20 years of our lives. And um, it all started there. So I'll just read what she's written down. So it started happening when I was around a teenager, probably age 15, 16, and I used to hate staying by home by myself. I used to beg Bonnie to stay home with me if she was going out during the day or night. She used to tell me to get over it and there's nothing to be scared of, which I did. Little did I know, little did she know what I used to see and hear when I was by myself. I would sit in the same spot in the lounge in this lazy boy chair and there was a tall plant behind it. And you know when you put your hand close to your ear, you can clearly feel like something is there? Well, it felt like that all the time, and I would brush my hand away like something was there, but there never was anything. In the same spot, I could hear breathing. Not heavy breathing, but one random longish breath, if that makes sense. Now, just going to interrupt Holly's story for a minute. I think because she used to tell me the breath, it almost sounded like this. <sighs> I know that sounds really cliche and you're probably thinking, oh, bullshit. But I actually 100% believe her because this girl used to get hysterical. So it was fucking creepy and I used to hate it because there was obviously no one there. 
In the same room, when I was dusting along the windowsills and the mantelpiece and stuff, I used to see black wisps fly past the windows all the time. So that's pretty scary for someone to see, and it always happened when she was by herself. And it was in the middle of the day, it could be in the middle of the day, it could be at night, but it usually happened during the day. So back to the story. Another Another instance was one night. I had moved into the office as my bedroom and it was down the other end of the house from the main bedrooms and I pleaded with mum to change rooms so she put me in the office and I was really happy this turned out to be not that good of an idea I was asleep and I'm not a very good sleeper so I wake up randomly in the night and can't get back to sleep for ages so I was wide awake at this stage and I saw a shadow crouched on all fours beside my bed I actually thought it was Bonnie playing a trick because we like to be stupid and scare each other sometimes And I told her to go away, but this shadow figure stayed crouched by my bed. And I know what you're thinking, she's half asleep, she must have been seeing things. But I was wide awake, because as I said before, I don't sleep well. So I turned on my lamp next to my bed, and there was absolutely nothing there. It freaked me out so much. I didn't like sleeping in that room much after that, but I did stay in there. Even actually, just interrupting the story again, when I used to, because that was obviously the office before it was her room, and we had the computer in there and stuff. Even at night, when you're sitting in there playing Sims or you're on MSU Messenger, yes, I'm going 90s on you. You just got a feeling that you were being watched and that you weren't in there by yourself. And I don't see things, but I feel things. And I just, that is the worst feeling. And you're constantly just quickly turning around just to see if there is something there. And there was a mirror on the back of the wardrobe door. and the computer chair used to that back my back would be to the window and I with the mirror and I would turn around just to check that nothing was in the mirror looking at me yeah it freaked me out so back to the story one morning I was in the kitchen getting some cereal before school and a huge black mass which looked like a black shadowy hand reached out and tried to grab me like took a swipe and I jumped back about a meter and started crying hysterically to mum And I can vouch for that because I was actually eating my toast and thought, what the fuck did she just jump at? Like, seriously, what's wrong? Because I didn't see a thing. I was just eating toast on a regular 8 o'clock morning. So we ended up getting the house blessed and there were a few spirits hanging around there. One was an old soldier and another was a nutty old lady who liked to play tricks on people. Not much weird stuff happened after that, thank goodness. Um, I also asked Holly to share a couple of other brief encounters that happened to her while she lived in Brisbane with me and my partner, and one time when she was in Rome. So, this is her account. I was reading House of Darkness, House of Light, which is the book based on the Conjuring movie, and it's written by the eldest daughter of the Perrin family, which the movie was based on. I actually couldn't finish that book because I used to get so freaked out. Now you're probably thinking, I wind myself up and I'm paranoid, but each to their own, and you know, I, you might be right. But, um, yeah, anyway, I know what happened. So I was up to the part about Bathsheba, the, the so-called witch in the book, and I went to sleep and I woke up, and my upper arm had slight marks in it, like someone had been grabbing me so tightly and left grip marks through the night. It was really, really sore, and I just thought, what the fuck is that? So I stopped reading the book after that because I just think if I'm thinking about that stuff before I go to bed, stuff can happen or I can think it's happening. So I gave it to Bonnie to read and nothing like that happened to her. 
Another night, a few weeks later, I went to bed and in the morning I was making it and I found a yellow lighter in between the sheets. And I know it wasn't there when I got into bed because I would have felt it or seen a lump in the duvet and nobody in the house smoked, so that was fucking weird. I have no idea what happened there. So this is in Rome. So my partner and I were staying at a really creepy old hotel in Rome and I woke up in the night from the same arm pain that happened when I was in Brisbane and it was like someone was grabbing my upper arm again and I turned over to see if it was my partner and he was fast asleep so I decided not to bring it up the next day and then it was really bothering me so I ended up asking him if he had done that in the night and he said no but the weird thing was he said someone was tapping him the whole night too and every time he turned over to see if it was me doing it I was fast asleep it was fucking creepy and we actually couldn't wait to get the hell out of there Ugh. so it's it's fine if you don't believe in that stuff and not a lot of people do but I have had enough experiences firsthand where I do believe it and so do the people around me there is more than just us out there so please have an open mind and that was Holly's little statement so whether you believe her or not I definitely believe her because I lived in that house and I got creepy feelings which I'll share a couple of things and there are a lot of believers, but I think if you do believe and you tell people that don't, the skeptics, I just wouldn't bother because no one's going to believe you and people just think you're getting attention or something, but that's okay. So I have this um, doppelganger story, and if you don't know what a doppelganger is, it's a person that looks exactly like you or another person. So in the same house... Um, I was home from school, I'd finished school for the day, and it was around like quarter past three or something, and I was in my last year at high school, and we had a really long driveway, and I saw Holly walk up the driveway in her winter school uniform, and I thought, oh yeah, I'm going to give this bitch a fright, so I waited, I waited for her head to go past the dining room table, because you can see the tip of someone's head, and I was like, yeah, so I walked out the back, and I waited and waited and waited by the French doors. And she never turned up. And I thought, what the fuck is she doing? So I, I ran back into the lounge, looked through all the windows, and there was no one down the driveway. And I actually went outside down the driveway. And there was nobody there. So I went down the street. And I was yelling her name out. And she wasn't there. And I went, because we had a cul-de-sac, and I went right to the corner, so nearly on the main road. Looked down both ends of the street left and right and she was nowhere to be seen and so I was like what the fuck so I ran up the driveway again I thought oh she must be home by now nah, nothing and so she actually pulled up in her friend's car 10 minutes later and I said what the fuck are you doing and she said what do you mean and I was like well I just saw you walk up the driveway 10 minutes ago in your uniform you uh, in that uniform and she was like Oh, whatever, you're fucking crazy. I didn't, I just got home, Bonnie, you, you know? And so I was actually listening to a podcast earlier this year and I found out that what I saw was a doppelganger or doppelganger, it's a German word, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. And apparently if you do see a doppelganger, um, I've heard stories where, say, someone calls out 
somebody's name like Bonnie and then you go to that person and then you're like oh yeah what did you want and they're like what do you mean I didn't call you and you're like I just saw you call me down the hall and they've seen people that are exactly like their mum or their dad or their sister or a person they know and they're not there and I've heard that it's actually an evil spirit pretending to be that person and something bad is going to happen to that person but then in other instances I've heard that it's not a big deal but it's happened to me only that one time thank god because I actually don't want it to happen again because it's almost like deja vu I guess I get that most days which really annoys me because I'm like this is just fucking annoying but the doppelganger thing really freaks me out because I, I just it's almost unexplainable and but I'm glad that I can put a name to that yeah so back to that house where it was a really cold house and when you do have spirits in a house, the house is always freezing. Like I'm talking freezing cold temperatures. So the hallway was particularly freezing and I used to hate going there. Obviously our rooms were up there, but if I needed to go to the bathroom at 7 o'clock at night while I'm watching TV in the lounge or during the day, even if it's a hot sunny day, I hated it. It was just the worst feeling and we had a mirror an oval mirror right at the end of the hallway and I would hate looking in it and that was the first thing you looked at when you saw the end of the hallway and I would always think please 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 nothing be standing behind me because I will shit and the toilet was halfway on the right down the hallway so I would just rush into the toilet and rush back and my room was actually opposite the toilet bathroom there were two separate rooms but sort of opposite so even in the night I hated going to the bathroom it was literally not even a meter out of my doorway across the hall but I would just sprint and when I was reading in bed at night or whatever like I had I changed my bed around a few times so it was next to the door and then it was opposite the door which I know is not very good and then it was against another wall and I always felt like something was creepily looking out at me around the door frame so like almost if someone was peeping and I would just oh my god I'm getting I've, my whole body is standing on end right now I every hair on my body is just going back to these stories it really freaks me out I've actually had no other experiences like that um one time we did go to an open home my mum my sister and me in Hastings and it was, we were still at the childhood home and we walked in and it was just one of those houses and you you know how you don't get a good feeling about it and there was one room in this house and it had two single beds and it wasn't really windy but the, the curtains were billowing and it was a really nice day it wasn't creepy or anything and we stepped one foot into that room and we both stepped out so we're not going in there we're not going in there and we can't tell you why and we yeah it was just awful so mm, it was really horrible so I'm gonna wrap this up um but I hope you did enjoy the episode and I know it was a bit of a short one but I can't really go on too much about this kind of stuff um so remember to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud so you can be up to date with my latest podcasts and I please encourage you to write in if you've had a scary encounter like Brooks in the first episode. 
um, or a paranormal experiences, I would absolutely love to hear from any of my friends or you can remain anonymous. I won't read your name out if you don't want to, but I would love to share other people's experiences or anything creepy that's happened to you because I really love discussing it. It's one of my favorite topics. So if you want to drop me a line, you can email me at thebonnieproject00 at gmail.com. That's thebonnieproject00 at gmail.com. Catch you guys next time. Ciao.